Welcome to Dad Devotionals with Dave Domzowski. This is the place for Christian fathers, husbands, and those who love them to find the inspiration, grace, and guidance to help you live God's will for your life and finish your race strong. We share scripture readings, prayers, and advice to help you in your personal and professional life. Now pop in the earbuds or turn up the volume and let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, are you in a leadership role in your current job? If so, I have a course for you. It's called Heroic Leadership. There is only one thing that's certain, and that is there will be uncertainty. But you don't have to wait around for things to happen. You can take charge of your life, your people, and your career. Instead of being reactive, you can be proactive. You can pivot when things go awry, which they inevitably will. Instead of operating from a fixed mindset, you can operate from a growth mindset. You can see opportunity not lack. Instead of focusing on only yourself, you can come from a place of empathy. You can be that rising tide that lifts other boats. It's time you forge ahead with an inspired plan and the motivation to execute it. You see the caliber of people that you'll be spending time with here. As Jim Rome said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, you're spending time with Jeffrey Hazlett, who will guide you through what it's like to answer the call as a C-suite executive. You're listening to Sarah Staley, who has dealt with many crises in her own time at Stanford University Medical Center. You'll also hear from Sean Maroney, who has suffered from obesity and other issues his entire life. Yet all these people are stronger for their experience and will teach you how to overcome anything. Now is the time to be extraordinary. Now is the time to step up. Now is the time to be your best when things are at their worst. It's time to answer the call. Join us today. Go to daddevotionals.com slash leader right now. That's daddevotionals.com slash leader to get instant access to this course. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Dad Devotionals. Today's featured guests are Madeline and Marcus Jackson, a mother and son team who co-authored Christian's God Says You Are Priests, which is a study of 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 9. They're here to talk to us today about the book and how we can live out our calling as part of God's royal priesthood. Madeline and Marcus, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's great to have you. Hey! Thank you so much for having us. We're glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely glad to be here. And Dave, we're so blessed that you have this amazing podcast. We know that it is very needed and very helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, before we started, you you expressed uh, that you wanted to lead us in prayer to get started here. So please, uh, please take it away. I, I, I humbly I ask you to pray for all these listeners. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, David. Father, we just, we, we're so honored. We're so honored that you love us. And we're so honored that you want to have a relationship with all of your creation. And thank you for this opportunity, Father, to, to fellowship in you and in your word and for you to uplift us and exhort us and love us through this uh, podcast. And thank you for blessing your son, David, for being faithful in uh, exercising this podcast. And Father, we just invite you and our Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit into this conversation. Take over, Jesus. Take over, Holy Spirit. 
Accomplish what you've purposed from the beginning of time. Thank you, Father, for blessing us not to stay on the podcast any longer, any shorter than it's your perfect will. But most importantly, thank you, Lord, for anointing these words, speaking through our mouths, and making everything that you say a blessing to David's listeners, a blessing to us. And thank you, Father, that it glorifies you. And as always, we repent of sin. And we thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his body and blood, because without Jesus, we would just be a hot mess. So thank you, Jesus, for restoring us to Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That is that is the way to start a podcast. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, the thing is, David, is that uh, it's about the Lord. Amen. And we need him here and his spirit here so that it's not about us. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and to that end, I do actually want to share with everybody the the verse that is the whole reason behind your book and behind us, you know, being here today. So let me do that really quick here. Um, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I think you really expressed that in your prayer right there. And I do want to offer the commentary that comes with this. Uh, It says this, in the true temple, there is one offerer, one priest who again is Christ. In baptism, we are all anointed with grace as priests in the kingdom of God. For the spiritual kingdom is also the spiritual priesthood. Moreover, as the body of Christ, we have a priestly ministry to the world, fulfilling the very priesthood and intercession of the Lord himself, so that to the whole universe, we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. And uh, thank you so much for writing that book. (laughs) I I shared that with my wife and, you know, you... You go to services and, and, you, and you hear the gospel and you, and you hear the word of God. But then when they pull it out in that context, you're like, wow, that is really powerful. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, so let's let's get into this. Um, I, I do want to I, I want to explore this in depth as much as we possibly can, as much as the spirit leads us. But I also want to know a little bit about you before we get started. So, Madeline, let's start with you. Um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family. Tell us about the, the genesis of uh, just this, this beautiful um, legacy that you're, that you're creating. Well, um, I'm one of those people that Jesus delivered out of darkness into light. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank him for that. And as a love response to him, I purpose to walk in the spirit daily and give him the glory that he's due. Now, of course, we all fall short. And when I do, I repent. However, Marcus is going to tell you about our family. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Well, the blessing is, is that, um, you know, Jesus, we're all God's creation. Every human being is God's creation. Um, And he has spoken before the beginning of time who belongs to him spiritually, who's coming home to him after the fall uh, with Adam and Eve. So in my case, I'm really blessed and fortunate that the Lord had spoken before the beginning of time that my parents, that both my dad and my mom were his and that they would both come home to him on this journey of life. 
by him sending the Holy Spirit and by them becoming born again and him attracting them home to him. So having parents who were spirit-filled really helped set the precedent for my spiritual maturation. You know, um, whereas there are some people whom God has called home to himself that don't have parents that are Holy Spirit filled, but he's still faithful and he's going to get those children home to him. So my parents, um, when I was born, they loved Jesus. They went to church. They took me to church. But David, what we learned later in life is that we didn't know Jesus in all the ways that he had a desire for us to know him. You know, we were just scratching the surface. We were going to church. We were being good people. We were doing the right thing. But we didn't understand that Jesus wanted to have a personal relationship with each of us, you know, outside of the church walls and not just dependent on the church leader in those walls, but dependent on Jesus himself. Go ahead. (laughs) Ms. Jackson has something to say. Please. (laughs) Oh, okay. You got mom there. She's going to keep you in line, right? Right, right. So anyway, but David, I do want to say, and thank you, Bob. um, But that's our family in a nutshell. Uh, And, you know, in my personal case, I've seen the difference. You know, I saw the difference of who we were as a family before the Holy Spirit baptized us in the Holy Spirit. And I saw the difference of who we became because of Jesus after the Holy Spirit baptized us, night and day. And we can jump into that because we talk about going from light to darkness and darkness to light. Mm -hmm. We were in Christ but we didn't understand what we had and we needed to be educated on what being in Christ means to God. Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, this is a great transition into what it takes for, you know, us as men, but then also as, uh, as leaders of our families, as, as parents, you know, what it takes to be a part of Christ's royal priesthood. And then on top of that, you know, why is having this understanding from the Holy Spirit of God most important for parents, for dads, for really all followers of Christ? Can you speak to that? You know, I can. And that's an excellent question, David. And I'll start by saying this, you know, the Holy Spirit actually woke me up this morning with this scripture and it's Jesus. It's who we follow. You know, he said in John 3, Basically, he's talking to Nicodemus, and but he's really talking to all of us, the entire creation of God. And he says, unless we become born again, any individual, any creation of God, unless we become born again, we cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. And what he means is born again of the spirit, So I just want to pause on that because that's, that is so crucial that followers of Jesus, whether we're sons, dads, wives, mothers, 
whoever we are, it's so important for us to listen to the words of the son of God. Right. And he is our Lord. So God's son is telling us as Lord that anybody who's going to be with me and my father, you have to become born of the spirit. Mm -hmm. God is spirit. He's not human flesh. He's spirit. So Adam and Eve procreated human. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, we as humans procreate humans. But we as followers of Jesus procreate by the spirit. Mm -hmm. Other believers of Jesus. So I say all that to say, we have to think the way of the spirit to see God's kingdom greater and to understand the whole process of being a priest for the Lord, to understand the whole process of what does family mean to God? The dynamic of human family is what we saw in Genesis, Adam and Eve popping out babies. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right? <laughs> Populating the earth, you yeah. know, with the charge that was given them. But now all of this time later, here comes God himself in the form of human Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, pay attention. You must be born of the spirit to please God and to be with us because all of this natural, when it's time to pass, it's gone. It's right. gone forever, right. but the spirit lives. So I stress that all of us, dads, sons, moms, wives, daughters, whatever, when we follow Jesus, it's important for us to read his words. Mm -hmm. It's important for us to pray because when I first, David, when I first read that, I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, what is this? Okay. Jesus said it. It's supposed to be important, but I don't get it. <laughs> you right. know? I'm like Nicodemus. I don't get it, <laughs> but it's very important because what it's telling us is there's a whole nother world here mm -hmm. for Jesus's followers when we are born of the spirit, we can understand Jesus's purpose, his points, his messages. And then we can start seeing the way God as spirit sees. And we can start thinking the way God as spirit thinks and not just the way we as humans do. And we can become and start living his priesthood. Amen. Exactly. Amen and, to that. and I'm sorry, David, but to that point, in order to be that priest from the lead scripture that you read, mm -hmm. we have to become more like God and Jesus in the spirit and less like humans and the fall that we've, you know, come into and inherited from Adam and Eve's sin. So we have to strip off sin and put on spirit and holiness, mm -hmm. and then I'm, execute the priesthood. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so glad you said put on because, you know, you know, we're, we're reminded to put on Christ, 
you know, mm-hmm. put him on, you know, like drape ourselves in That's Christ. Right. I mean, you know, it, the whole um, armor of God in Ephesians. I love that verse. And it's that whole yeah. just your, yeah, I, I had another, uh, another uh, guest tell me that, you know, we're going out for, for battle. We, we, we're, right. we're battering right. the spiritual forces. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it, it comes down to, and this is something my wife and I talk about all the time with everything we do, not, not just uh, things of God, but it's being intentional. You have to be right. intentional to be, to be born again, because technically we're born again almost every day because we, we're, we're getting up and we're choosing, we're choosing God. It's that choice right. and that, you that, nailed that, it. that mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. You nailed it. You nailed it because these bodies are prone to choose what they inherited and they inherited sin. That's what these bodies are prone to do. True. So we need the spirit to re-educate these bodies, to re-prone, to redirect, to, to birth in us a desire to do the very opposite of what our human bodies want to do. And that is the spirit, anyone who's following Jesus, inherently, we want to become like our father, Mm -hmm. just like sons typically want to emulate the goodness in their fathers. And dads want to teach their children things of goodness, things that will make them you know, a model citizen in society. Things that will bless them rather than curse them. (laughs) Exactly. So we want to be holy. Those of us who are following Jesus, we want to be holy, but we can't be holy without him. (laughs) And that's, that's the key. So, you know, being a priest means that we are willing, as you said, David, Mm-hmm. every day to choose to function in what we've confessed in receiving Jesus and salvation, to choose to yield our will mm-hmm. and our purpose to the Spirit's will and His purpose. And when we do that, then holiness functions within us and permeates out of us. And that I mean, it's so incredible. I mean, you know, holiness is something when I was a kid coming up and going to all these different churches and seeing the leaders, it was something, it it was, it was scary. It was a far off. It was perfect. I didn't think I could ever partake in holiness Mm. and we can't without Jesus. Now, with Jesus, we get to partake in what's perfect. We get to partake in God's will. Mm-hmm. And that's so honorable as a son, as a son of God. That is so honorable. Absolutely. And we, we become citizens of, of his kingdom instead of this, you know, worldly, secular place that's you know, the Prince of Darkness has control of. So, I mean, it's, it's, beautiful. it's a hot mess. It, <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. Um, I, I do want to ask, uh, you know, Madeline, you and your husband, Wilson really took this concept to heart. I mean, look at, look at Marcus, you know, he's, he's the living embodiment. Uh, can you tell us, 
you know, how you began to live it out with, with, uh, with you and your husband in, in the earlier days? Well, we, be, I should say, we, not that we began to live it out. God began to live it out through us mm. by the Holy Spirit without mm. us really understanding what he was doing at first. Sure. We didn't have a clue. <laughs> the only thing we knew was that the word was real. And we began reading the word. Well, first, my husband uh, performed a priestly duty without knowing it was a priestly duty of regularly praying for me because he believed that I needed something more than what he saw me living. And I really didn't know the Lord. I was raised more on the Ten Commandments. And the scriptures say that the law brings us, is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So the Holy Spirit eventually got me to Jesus with, through my husband, interceding for me in the priestly function of prayer. One of the blessings of the book that God wrote through us is full of prayers, which is a priestly function. And so God's family responded to his prayer once he made a total commitment to the Lord. Now, once he made that total commitment, which is receiving Jesus as Lord of his life, then he started loving me unconditionally. When he started loving me unconditionally, I could see Jesus. Did you see that? Yeah. When he started loving her like Jesus, she could see Jesus. When he committed to the walk of Jesus wholeheartedly, not just going to church on Sunday, not just trying to be a good person, but when he invested everything into Jesus being Lord of his life, he got on board with God's purpose. What is God's purpose for all of Jesus's offspring and Jesus himself? God's purpose, as we know for Jesus, was to reconcile God's people back to God and away from sin. Producing godly offspring. Producing godly offspring. So since that is the purpose of the high priest, Jesus is the God's high priest. That was his purpose. So for those of us as followers, we inherit that purpose instead of the purpose of just being here to sin. So God God honored what my husband did with the total commitment and started working on me. I remember telling my best friend, I said, he's been giving me so much love, but for whatever reason, I haven't been able to give it back to him. Within myself, I knew I was supposed to be loving him unconditionally also. But I didn't have the ability to do it at that time because the Holy Spirit was working on me, bringing me to that place of making a total commitment to the Lord. And what happened was the Holy Spirit brought me into God's crucible. It was nothing in my life was working. I felt my marriage wasn't working. I worked for the federal government and they kept taking away my staff and making my job harder and harder. There were so many things that were just just out of control. And I went to the marriage counselor. I invited my husband to go to the marriage counselor with me. And he said something and it turned everything. He told the counselor in front of me, he said, I will do whatever it takes 
to love her and make our marriage work. When he said that, I saw Jesus. God saw Jesus and God responded. <laughs> God responded. And he brought me, as I said, he brought me into his crucible where Jesus was the only way out. And I was under so much turmoil this one particular night. I had never opened my Bible for myself outside of the church building, outside of Sunday school classes, or outside of church school that my parents sent me to. For the first time in my life, I opened the Bible. At home. At home. <laughs> because I didn't know that any other way to get out of this crucible. Yeah. And I just opened it up, and the Holy Spirit led me to open it to John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Mm-hmm. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I will go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you unto myself. When I read that love for the first time in my life just overflowed me and rose up in me. And I wanted to do whatever I had to do to be with Jesus. (laughs) And he didn't stop there. Then he took me to the next scripture. And I want to read that one out of the Bible itself. That's great. Because this is the one that convicted me of sin. (laughs) And that scripture is Matthew 12, 30. That says, whoever is not with me, is against me. Mm. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Our priestly function to share the gospel, live holiness, and attract others to Jesus the way God used my husband to attract me to Jesus. And, And David, this is again after she was baptized. My mom was baptized. At nine. In her parents' church in Alabama at nine years old. So I went to church almost every Sunday all my life. <laughs> so God was hovering over her and and making causing her life to come his way. But in receiving and confessing Jesus, it wasn't like overnight she knew what she knew. Fast forward all these years later, married to my dad, and then having all of these circumstances in her life propel her to know Jesus for herself, personally. And what when I read that scripture, what I heard by the Spirit of the Lord was, you're either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. I had read Revelations where Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. If you look warm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. But I was convicted. And I knew I had to start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I prayed for God to redeem all. I was 40 years old. And I prayed for God to redeem those 40 years I had wasted Mm. and empower me to make up for them in my relationship of showing Jesus how much I appreciated, how much he loved me, because he didn't have to love me like that. He could have left me the way I was. <laughs> and, 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 and had she been left the way she was, uh, we wouldn't have the beautiful testimony of what Jesus did in our family. 
excuse me, but most marriages don't understand that each spouse is the other's testimony. Because when you love each other unconditionally, God will honor it. Even if you got married without asking him his will and he wants to get rid of the one that he doesn't want you to be married to. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to get a divorce. He will do it. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. But let me move on. (laughs) No, no, that's great. That's great. Um, You know, it's something my wife and I actually talk about a lot. We, We work out... Uh, we work at our salvation through each other. We we work right. partners to get there, to get to the kingdom. So I, I'm so glad you spelled that out. That's true. But anyway, on our testimony, my husband had been praying for me for years. And then God testified that he was working with me and on me. And when he did that, he brought my husband and me into oneness. And we got up every morning and started praying together and started reading scriptures I had been seeking out what I what I was told was a word church. And they told me to read one chapter of Proverbs every morning and one chapter of Psalms. So I started doing that by myself. And then there came a time when the Lord said, nope, you can't just do it by yourself. You and your husband got to do it together. <laughs> so he brought us into oneness and we began doing that every morning, just the two of us. And we began praying for our extent, our immediate family, our extended family, for God to bless them also to receive Jesus as Lord of their lives and to know Jesus and to work out their own salvation by daily honoring Jesus and following him in every area of their lives. And we being priests, being priests for Christ and his kingdom. And that is the purpose of anyone following Jesus. And the Holy Spirit led us to pray like that for six months, every morning. And we thought our work was done because we prayed without God was going to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) And we were were free. (laughs) But in the middle of all that prayer, he led us, gave us assignment with our own children, you know, and he had us to start sharing scriptures with them and to start sharing, you know, what we learned from the Lord. And then we started having God, the Holy Spirit, added our family unto our morning fellowship. Hmm. So not only was my husband and me, because God had brought us into oneness, but it was our entire family. And he took us from just reading two scriptures to reading the entire Bible. But let me back up. I missed the point. <laughs> While it was just the two of us, God, and we were reading the whole Bible, God gave, but we came across the scripture, and I'm going to read them directly because I don't want to misquote these two because they're so important. Please. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel. And you know, all of us who receive Christ are children of Israel and children of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Hear, O Israel. The Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Mm -hmm. This is one of the ways you demonstrate that kind of love for him. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down 
and when you rise up. In other words, you're always supposed to be talking about the Lord, following his lead, <laughs> praying, seeking his face for what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it, when he wants you to do it. In other words, I'm your whole life. <laughs> yeah, not not just what happens in the hour and a half or two hours in church, in the church walls on Sunday. And in my case, not just the ordained minister. It's not their job alone. Right. They have a job, but all of us who are being taught by them, we inherit the same mission of Jesus. Then God gave us a second scripture to confirm the first one that's in the New Testament, and that is John 21, 15 through 16. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. We saw the lambs as the offspring God had given us. Mm -hmm. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? <laughs> he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. When we read those two scriptures, we were convicted. We repented wholeheartedly. We were willing to do whatever God wanted us to do. And the, empower, the Holy Spirit did empower us to do all that God wanted us to do. So the Lord led us from having the reading two scriptures of each morning and praying and worshiping the Lord before we went out to school or work or whatever to reading four scriptures in every evening <laughs> and praying and worshiping the Lord. Yeah. And we did that until my husband passed. Mm, well, he so planted that seed and then it just, look what it blossomed right. into. Oh, let me let me share even more. <laughs> Getting back to the six She's months. She's on fire today. <laughs> Getting back to the this six great, months where we, where we prayed uh, for our relatives, the Lord had us to uh, take a trip, give up work and income and all of that, and take a trip cross country to visit all our relatives and sow the seed mm -hmm. of the ministry that he had called us to wow. when it was just my husband and me, he gave us two assignments. He gave us an assignment that we understood. He gave it to us in scripture alone. We didn't do it in talking to each other. The Holy Spirit gave to us in our oneness through scripture. He gave us a family ministry and he gave us a kingdom ministry. Hmm. We understood the family ministry at that time to be relatives. And we understood the kingdom ministry to be work and everything outside of relatives. Sure. And that's the work he started us doing. And we started living the priesthood without really fully understanding what we know now. We just knew that these words in the Bible were real. And the Holy Spirit just empowered us to do it. And then he gave Marcus and me far greater understanding after my husband passed of what he was really doing. And, and David, I just want to say, David, keep in mind, we are not ordained ministers mm -hmm. according to the standard of seminary, the world. We're not. Sure. Just like the disciples of Jesus were not religious leaders. <laughs> yes. 
We're you mean the world's, world's religious leaders. The world's religious leaders. Sure. We're followers of Jesus. Amen. And we we believe lay people. In, in Jesus' <laughs> kingdom, there is no denomination. So whoever believes and obeys Jesus, they are sister, our brother, our family. Amen. Regardless of the denomination that they, they walk in or occupy. And we purpose, as Jesus prayed for the, his offspring to be, we purpose to be in oneness with all of Jesus' followers. Amen. Oneness with him above each other. Well, <laughs> which so, is the first commandment. So, uh, well, now that you said you talked about not speaking to denominations, I'm just going to speak on one really quick because it, it, it's predicated on what I'm, what I'm about to say. Um, I, I, I converted to Orthodox Christianity a couple of years ago. And there's a there's a term in there from the Greek. It's called theosis. And it's, and it's really mainly what it me, boils down to is becoming by grace what God is by nature. And Amen. I mean, it just the, this entire podcast so far just permeates that. And, um, <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to thank you for it. Thank you, because it allows me to you know share a little bit of my, myself. But then also it just makes it so available to everybody. I mean, this is something right, that amen. if you get up and you and you be that in, intentional about this, you can have this too. You can have what Marcus and, and Madeline have and Wilson and Wilson had and, right. and now is partaking in in its fullness. Um, right. You know, it, it's available to all of us, but, you know, we get distracted. You know what I mean? We, you know, I mean, when you were sharing your, your the scriptures as well, I couldn't help but think, you know, the, I, I can't pinpoint it exactly, but it's it's where Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am That's the right. life. Nobody right. gets to the Father except through me. That's right. That's you know? right. It, oh, man, just uh, just powerful stuff, guys. I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> it, it, it is. I'm glad to hear that, David. And, you know, you just said something that is so important. God has a purpose for each of our lives to experience fullness to experience a breath of living. And he has an assignment for each of his followers. Like I can't do the assignment that he has for my brother over here. I can't do the assignment that he has for my sister over here. That's why it's so important for everyone to take up their cross. Jesus says that if you're going to be with him, we have to take up our cross and follow him, meaning that we have to enter into the mission work of his priesthood and start sowing his salvation so that other brothers and sisters can come home so they can be with us in his kingdom, in the spiritual kingdom. And the whole key, though, is total commitment to him. Mm-hmm. Oneness with him above everyone, above husband, wife, sister, brother, son, daughter, anyone. And I want to say this, you know, you heard, you asked about our family and you kind of heard a lot of the testimony of my parents. They were living for Jesus. I saw who they were prior to mm-hmm. living for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't say they weren't Christians because they were baptized in the church, but they didn't have that fire from the Holy Ghost to live for Jesus. And I've got to say this, the way we receive the fire of the Holy Ghost 
is by repenting and obeying Christ. That's how we stay filled each day with the Holy Spirit. And you have to understand that connection because without that connection, there is no fire. There's no fire, because, and that, that goes back to the priesthood. The vision of the priesthood, God's command to the Levitical priesthood, it must be holy. It must be holy because God is holy. Amen. So for Jesus' followers to exercise the position of being a royal priesthood in 1 Peter 2.9, we have to, as you said, David, in the beginning of the podcast, we have to wake up excited to please God. We right. got to wake up and say, oh, my goodness, Lord, I sinned. I did this or I did that. Please forgive me. I repent. I ask you for your support and your help to walk in a new way. I don't want to be this person anymore. You know, that's different from receiving salvation. Okay. When we receive salvation in Christ, we receive Jesus's imputed righteousness. And the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. So God no longer sees us as someone who inherited the sin without being covered by Jesus and his forgiving blood. However, once the salvation is here, then we got to do something. With it. <laughs> you know, we, we got to start walking it out. We got to start working it out. You know, there's a, there's a a sentence in the book that's amazing. It says uh, that, you know, once we receive salvation, we don't just know everything about Jesus, like in that moment, we have to walk it out. We have to start studying about him. We need the Holy Spirit to start cleaning out our hearts and our minds and all of those beliefs and practices and things that we have learned in this world that are contrary to the way God's kingdom works. We have to go through that cleansing, repenting process. And in doing that, God's like, okay, you're a utensil. We're talking about a scripture in Timothy. You're a utensil that I've been cleansing by my spirit to do works of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were imputed righteous when we received salvation, but then we have to start walking and practicing what we confess that we receive. Right. And in order to practice it, we have to repent for things that would block us from doing holy work. (laughs) The first work is our relationship with the Lord. And that's the most important work. That's right. And it's sin blocks that relationship, even when we have salvation. And that's why we have to daily throughout the day as needed, repent of that sin so that we can be restored back to God and our realization of our relationship with him. Absolutely. Well, guys, I am just about out of time, but I do want to ask one more thing. For the families that want to live this out, and you've given some in- incredible testimony and it's firsthand account of what uh, of how God has touched each and each point in your life throughout this whole journey. It's it's just it's just beautiful. But for those out there that that maybe need a little bit a, a little bit of help, 
what is a, a thing or two that they can start right now to, um, to get this going? Well, I believe they can pray and ask God whether they should get this book and study it with someone who will hold them accountable because Good point. it's full. It took us 30 years to learn all of this. They can learn it directly from the Bible, but it would take them 30 years. Or more. or more. I mean, we were reading the Bible and it took us 30 years to get this from yes. God. <laughs> so if they read the book and look up the scriptures and pray their prayers, they would have a jump start over where we were when we started just reading the scriptures. I love that. And and let me say this, David, really quick. In the book, um, pages 114 through 116. And the chapter is called, uh, it's chapter eight, Walking with God. Literally in those three pages, it literally describes how Jesus is... I know we're running out of time, but I just got to read this one thing because it's so important. Please go ahead. It's it's, God chose to restore children back to his presence before the beginning of time through his son, Jesus, the Messiah, and Jesus's spiritual birthing of such children by the Holy Spirit. How amazingly fitting and honorable it is that Jesus, who was birthed by God's Holy Spirit, through the Virgin Mary, was given the honor to roll out God's Holy Spirit, new birth conversion, born of God's spirit program, making it available Mm. to all, to all. To your point, Jesus, the kingdom, a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God is available to each of us, your podcast speaking to dads, it is so important for men with children to receive their rightful place in God's kingdom, understanding that their spiritual purpose unto God is to love him with all their heart, mind, body, and soul, but then to also start discipling their children and teaching their children about Jesus and why it's so important to be spiritually born again and restored to God so then their kids can start reproducing spiritual offspring for Jesus through the sowing of the gospel. Absolutely. And so Last thing I have for you, then, where can we grab a copy of that book? Uh, right now, Amazon.com. So right. very simple. You go there, you look under books and type in the title, Christians, God Says You Are Priests. First Peter 2.9, and it'll pop up. It's right there. Oh, that sounds awesome. I will definitely link that up in the show notes for everybody to make sure you can just click on it and it'll take you right there. Madeline, Marcus, thank you both so much. <laughs> May God continue to bless you. May God just, you know, reach out and just spread this book everywhere, you know, selling millions of copies and get it out there. And because this is this is something that is so needed and it's a perfect time, uh, you know, as we as we approach the new year uh, for people to really start thinking about, you know, how they want to live this out in uh, in 2022 and beyond. Um, I know your words here today will definitely touch many and will definitely benefit, uh, you know, all of the listeners. So God bless you both. 
Thank you. And uh, God bless you, David. David, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals with me, Dave Domzowski. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and also email us at daddevotionals at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash daddevotionals and also youtube.com slash daddevotionals. Make sure to subscribe, like us, do whatever you got to do to stay in touch. Thank you for listening.